Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts who are the pretenders and who are the contenders? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this fall. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code Richard. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. The Volume. The rich just keep getting richer. John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers saw what John Snyder and the Seattle Seahawks did by acquiring Leonard Williams. So they said, you know what? We need to make a move too. And they went and got Chase Young. Nicholas, John Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. Oh my. Chase Young. I mean, the rich just keep getting richer. Then you got Randy Gregory. Then you got Drake Jackson. They got to start getting home. They got to start getting home because there's too much talent on that D-line to not get home. There's a number one pick on that D-line. There's a number two pick on that D-line. There's a number 17 pick on that D-line. Number 89 pick. And Javon Hargraves is one of the highest paid D-tackles in the game. Woo! They're, they're rearing up. They're roaring up for down the stretch. And so are the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are leading that division right now. And their defense is playing the best they have played in years. And Leonard Williams makes them even better. This NFC West is no joke on the defensive line. Good luck. But stick with me because I got a special guest joining me today, my guy, Austin Eckler. Stay tuned. For a limited time, Verizon customers can get Netflix 
and NFL Plus for just $25 a month with Plus Play. That's $120 of annual savings. Plus Play is a platform where Verizon customers can shop, manage, and save on subscriptions you already love, like Netflix and NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and more. Just go to verizon.com forward slash plus play to bundle and save on Netflix and NFL Plus today for a limited time only. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman podcast. We got a very special guest, my guy, Austin Eckler, fantasy football legend, football legend. How you doing, brother? (laughs) I'm doing well, brother. Thanks for having me back on, man. No, anytime, man. It's great to great to see you. How you been? Likewise. Healthy? Been great, man. Yeah, getting back healthy. You know how this game is. Uh, I always say recovering. Recovering. You know, after a game, it's, that's just what it is. You know, it is like you feel bumps up, bruises. Um, but as long as there's nothing that's impeding your play, all right, let's do it. No question. No question. You guys got a little bit different this year. You had a change. That offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, came in. How different has it been with him at the helm? Um, definitely different than Joe Lombardi. Um, just how we're using, utilizing some of our, some of our guys, you know, Keenan, uh, I think he's been moved around a lot more and he's, he's expressed that and that's, that's really shown up. Um, he's back in his element. So I think he's appreciative of that as well. And then, um, you know, finally got me going to the screen game this last, this last week. So that felt good. So, uh, hopefully that's something that we continue to, to build on. Uh, you know, it's me getting even more healthy and getting back into my element as well. So uh, we've we've had some injuries too. Mike Williams, our guy, went down. Um, man, we were we were throwing it up to him. He was making his plays, and and so I think Kellen's done a great job putting us in positions to win and giving us a chance to win games. And that's really all you can ask for from a coordinator. Well, it, it's been an incredible journey for you, Western State University. Yeah, um, undrafted, seventh year in the National Football League. No other, no D one offers. How has this journey been and what advice would you have to the younger Austin? Yeah, man, the journey has been, you know, more than I would ever expected. But the thing is, I've always really been in the moment, lived in the moment. And I think I've been able to earn the opportunities that have been put in front of myself because I've been so focused on the time and the opportunity that I have at hand. And that would kind of play into my advice that I would give to the younger the younger generation or people that are trying to just put themselves in a better position in life and in, in any in anything really is that the opportunity that you're going to earn is probably going to be based off of the efforts that you're putting in right now. It might not be directly, it might not even be the the opportunity that you're looking for. For example, I was going into a, the business world. That's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in in some sort of business field to get my my capital up and then get into real estate. And so I was going to go into oil and gas and I was using football to pay for my school and I was playing football and going to school. And that's all I really focused on. And for me, ended up giving me an opportunity. It was like, hey, you're doing this football thing well enough where you can get an opportunity to go play in the National Football League. Wasn't even thinking about the National Football League, right? I'm thinking about this other path and kind of popped up out of nowhere because it was a result of the effort that I was putting in. So make sure you focus on the now and realize the opportunity that you have now is what's going to lead you to the next one. That's a great, that's really great advice. And I'm sure, yeah, I hope guys are are heeding it and, and take it to heart because that's incredible advice. You've been with the Chargers your entire career. Um, you got the the chance to play with Phillip Rivers, and yeah. now you get the chance to play with Justin Herbert. I mean, they seem like from the outside looking in, two totally different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, F- Philip is a <laughs> is crazy, you know, yeah. trash talking. <laughs> oh country. yeah, 
all kind of stuff. And 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 uh, Justin just looks like he's cool, laid back, like you mm-hmm. know, can play the game. But definitely, how, how different are they? Yeah, uh, and my experience coming in with Philip was, I think he was in year like fifteen or sixteen at the time. So this is like a vet, vet, and at the quarterback position. So this guy, he used to pull up like old tape from a coordinator back in two thousand seven, and be like, "Hey, they brought this blitz against us. This is the call for that, just in case they get in this formation or I see this look." Like the mental capacity that this hit man had for seeing the defense and understanding, he would know if they are lined up wrong um, and things like that. <laughs> He'd be telling, yelling him like, "You're supposed to be over here." And and he's yelling. That's how he talked trash. You know, he didn't necessarily they cuss you out or anything, but he would just insult your your play style or, you know, your positioning or your technique. Um, and yeah, man was a fiery type of guy. And now coming into Justin, uh, the mental capacity has definitely been growing there. He's been growing into that role. I'm so proud of him for that because, you know, there's a huge, a huge upside that you can have to the quarterback position once you figure out how to run the offense where you're calling the, the formations, you're, you're checking it, right? You're seeing the protections. You can, you know, you can do the ID points. Like that's a whole thing. You know, we've had Corey Lindsley, um, our veteran center, who's really been, you know, helping Justin kind of, you know, supplement that type of his game. But Justin's really been finally getting to it in here in year four. Um, um, but a guy that can move, you know, Philip wasn't as mobile. Um, right. Justin can run and he can, he's got that big arm too. He can sling it 60 yards. Philip was more of a, you know, a, you know, a dicey down. He doesn't really have that big arm ability. Um, and so it's been, it's been a huge, huge difference, but nonetheless, so fun to play with both those guys. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now through, throughout your career, fantasy has developed tremendously and i'm sure there's a lot of you get a lot of positive messages about fantasy football (laughs) leagues that you've helped people win over the years and a lot of a lot of a lot of players gotta kind of get frustrated with hearing about this but not you not you you've embraced it talk about that journey and and so i embraced it in a different way you know i'm not in a sense like oh my god fantasy is the best thing ever but what i do love about fantasy is that it brings more eyes to the game right? It brings people together, which helps us indirectly, right? Where it's like, hey, right. more people are watching, people are betting, people are buying our jerseys. I got a lot of Austin Eckler fans that don't even watch the Chargers, but they got me on their fantasy team. And so that, those are the aspects that I love about it. I'm not like giving you sleeper picks and this is who's good, who's not. I could care less about that. I don't have time to be diving into that. So what I love about fantasy is that it brings people together um, and it brings people around our sport, which helps us. And so I take it from that that standpoint and not necessarily you know, where it's like, ah, I just love playing the, the fantasy and the sports betting and things like that. I just think it's helped. And as you know, bring so many more opportunities into to the NFL for us as players that we can take advantage of and will continue to because right, it's helping it's helping so many other people in different way now. I mean, the same can be said about Taylor Swift and what's happening in Kansas. <laughs> that is very true, man. How do you feel about this, man? Like I have my mixed feelings. I feel like it's I feel like it's a good thing just because it's like a new splash for the media anyway. For us, we we could care less as players. Like it is what it is. But for media and bringing new people in, I think it's hey, use it, use it while it's there. Yeah, I, I say it's great for the game. You know, it's bringing more eyes, a new audience, some new fans. Yeah. You know, there's little girls who would never have turned on a football game watching football with their dads. Because right. Taylor Swift's at the game. So look, I'm not mad at that at all. You know, we gotta we gotta deal with a few sightings of Taylor Swift during the game. I don't bother right. me none. You yeah. know, the game is still going on. So I, you know, it's grow it's all about growing the game and 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 growing the audience. And I think that's that's what's happening when she's at games. And Travis yeah. is healthy. I, I mean, Travis is happy, I'm happy, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. And, you know, maybe maybe it's a movement. You know, we have a lot of celebrities out. Our game's out in L.A. You know, maybe, we, you know, maybe it's a time. Hey, let's start doing some some collaborations with these people. Right. Start that, opening that, our, our audience up. I think there's room it. for it. That's it. There's definitely room for it. There's definitely room for it. And there's room for the running back market to finally get some respect, man. I know mm. you had your talks in the offseason about it was a lot of running back talk this offseason. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about that situation and, and, and just how things are playing out for the running backs in the National Football League? Yeah. You know, one thing that was really important for us um, just as a group was to make sure we voiced our opinion, you know, because there was a narrative that was getting driven by, you know, outsourced media, not necessarily coming from us. and. We wanted to get together and get a message and really the message that came out of that was we're pissed off because we have guys that are making an impact that aren't getting contracts. And it wasn't even sure you could say it's the running backs because that's the position that it was happening to at the time with the franchise tags. But it was just more so looking at the player as an individual like this is an impact player. So, you know, usually when you're an impact player, you're going to get some type of deal, not put on a one year deal and like, ah, let's let's bet it and put all the liability back on the player. And so we were just unappreciative of that. And then the next the next piece of that was, hey, let's let's go out there and keep balling out. Let's keep making an impact and show these guys like, yeah, you need us on your teams. And those were the two things that came out of, you know, the talks um, from that was the narrative and then making sure that we're staying staying true. And then everyone has their own scenario. Right. Whether you're trying to hold out um, or whether you're going to go in and go and participate, you know, that's on you. But those two things we could be, um, you know, together on. And so going forward, obviously we see Jonathan Taylor get his contract. We know what type of player he is and the impact he has on, on the Colts offense. And so that's one of those like, okay, good, good. Our guys got, our guys got uh, rewarded. Like that's what we want to see. Not just from the NF, not from the um, running back position, but from all positions, guys that impact. I don't care what position you play. If you make an impact and you are, you know, a, a pillar in the offense, I don't care if you play guard, you know, tackle DB, regardless, it doesn't matter. If you're an impact player, you should be compensated for that. And so was happy to see that. I want to see more because we know we have a lot of guys coming up this year. It's going to be interesting what happens in the running back market here, Sherm, because you got me, you got Derrick Henry, you got, you know, all the guys that just got franchise tagged, those three guys. Saquon, be, Saquon uh, Jacobs, Jacobs, Tony Paul, all of us, Aaron Jones, you know, Joe Mixon, uh, like we're all going to be out there. We're all going to be out there. And so that's kind of the older group. We all came in together. And so we're all still fighting for, you know, how it is. We're still fighting for spots to show that we still got it. Um, you know, Raheem, I think he's signed maybe a one or two. But, mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's it's going to be interesting what, what plays out in this running back market. I'm excited for it. It's going to be really interesting. I didn't even yeah. think about how many guys are coming into free agency at, mm -hmm. agency at the same time. Tamara, yep. Another one. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Sheesh. Yep. Ah, this is gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> I I can't wait to see that. That's a that's gonna be an off-season storyline, no question. Okay, football season is finally here. And here's one thing every fan should know: you can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost almost anything. Because no, you can't get your dream running back for your fantasy team delivered with Uber Eats. But flapjacks, baby back ribs, and a cold six-pack, yeah. You can definitely get those. Great pass protection? That's a no. Great pizza selection from your favorite places? Yes. Championship defense? No. Deodorant? Yep. A well-executed fake punt? No. Delicious fresh produce? Yes. Game-clinching turnovers? No. But pastry turnovers? You know the kind with delicious apple filling? Oh, yeah. Because that's groceries. And get those delivered with Uber Eats, too along with food from your favorite restaurants and other essentials. And the best part? 
you can get it all without missing a second of action on your TV. So this football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in selected markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What made you want to play running back growing up? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, actually... I've always, well, not always, my first ever, like a little random story. I played flag football my first year of football and I played left guard and it was a pass play. This is before you really understand the concept of football and it's a pass play. So what am I doing? I go out for the pass. I'm left guard. I'm supposed to block. You know, we're, I, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I forgot how old I was, like six, seven years old, where it's like you're trying to like herd cats, you know, out there on the yeah, field. Right, right. And so I go out and I catch the ball for a touchdown. And I take it as a left guard. They didn't, the refs, who knows, it's probably some, you know, high school kid doing a summer job or whatever. And so there's no flag or anything. And then after that, I always played receiver running back and then just kind of honed in that running back because you know how it is in high school where it's like your best player is probably going to play running back or quarterback. Right. You know, and you just got to give them the ball as much as you can. You know, if, if maybe receiver if if you're if you got a good quarterback, um, but we didn't necessarily have like a best quarterback. So it was just hey, Austin, we're just going to hand it to you, just run. And um, you know, I was scoring five, six touchdowns a game, and that kind of lasted through you know through high school. And uh, I actually had colleges that were reaching out to me, and and I had, like you said at the very beginning, no D no D one offers, but I had some D twos that were like, hey, we want to bring you on. Um, you know, turn you into an athlete, like see where you can fit in, maybe play DB, maybe play corner. And I was like, I've always played running back. So that's where all of my, my commitment has been. That's where all my skills have been developed in. I want to play running back and Western right. state sure enough came to me, said, Hey, our guy, uh, just graduated, you can come compete for a spot at running back with us. And so that's why I kind of ended up staying there. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So this is going to be a question. You grew up what at a in a farm, yeah, in Colorado, yeah. Now you're in LA. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of transition is that? What is that transition been yeah, like? Yeah, man, I have a I have a pretty broad perspective of life uh, because of those two instances, you know, where um, you know early in my years, like when I was 13, you know, was a bull rider, um, growing up in the country life um, on a you know, a small you know plot of land out in Colorado, had some livestock, had you know a few head of horses, chickens. So, and my mom's ex husband, uh, well, husband at the time 
was a fence builder. So he used to build barbed wire fence for a living. That was his company. Oh, wow. And so he would always be gone. So I would be home and I had all the responsibility for taking care of all the animals, you know, feeding them, watering them, breaking ice in the winter, all of that. And so that was what I grew up around. It was just straight up, just hard work, manual labor all the time. And then during the summers, I'd be going to like sports camps and then we'd be going and these these miles of fence that we'd be building, it was like for the railroad or it'd be for you know high, state highways, and so it'd be like twenty five miles of barbed wire fence. And these are not like small jobs; like we're do, we're out there all Gosh. summer. And this man, as toxic as he was, he was one of the hardest workers I've ever met. This man, he didn't allow any walking. You ran, you jogged, and we cranked out miles of fence. And being growing up in that environment all the way until I graduated, like my perspective of like hard work and like when we get after it, we get after it was a lot different than um, you know some of the my teammates that I was around. When I was like, it's time to work hard. It was different for Austin Eckler than it was for some of these other guys. No question. And, I'm sure you know, that's still of, true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it goes off the field as well, right? It's not just through football. I, I can, you know, express my hard work and my mentality in other forms. Like my business mind is still with me. I was as I was telling you about. And, you know, it's kind of stayed with me and kind of made who I am. But now I come out into LA, you know, where there's so much opportunity, where there's a lot more people, you can really build a community around things where it's a lot slower living back in Colorado in the in the ranch life, because my closest neighbor is a mile away, I got to drive 25 miles into school. You know, I'm not hanging out at your at your house on the weekends, I'm at home, you know, by myself, usually, you know, taking care of the animals or watching TV and playing video games in my room. That's kind of the lifestyle I grew up in kind of a solitary lifestyle kind of shows kind of through my personality, if you ever get to know me. Um, why I'm kind of I'm quiet. I call myself like a I'm like an extroverted introvert, you know, <laughs> you know I'm like really to myself unless I have something I'm passionate about, then I'll stand up and, and be about it. Um, but yeah, so then coming into L.A., man, it's really blossomed uh, my opportunities and obviously being a part of the NFL, which is a huge platform that can open a lot of doors in itself. And pairing my personality with that has really I've immersed myself in these opportunities and continue to blossom them not only on the field, but off the field. So it's been pretty special. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I mean, it's a it's a great place. I'm from L.A., so, you know, I've yeah. never known the farm life, but I yeah, know man, L.A. Like, like, I remember, you know, like during the winters, like we would look forward to elk hunting. Like we go elk hunting during the fall. Right. And we we had our horses. So we'd be we wouldn't like people like take four wheelers and stuff. We're going horseback like we're going in. We got five horses with us. Some have saddlebags on. We're hiking up in the mountains in Steamboat, Colorado, and we're going to we're going to get ourselves an elk. We'll get an elk, go butcher it. Right. We'll chop it pioneers? up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up pioneer stuff, man. Uh, that's the life I grew up in. That's what we did every every fall. We're going elk hunting, and you know, you'd clean the elk, you throw it up behind quarters over back over the saddlebags of the horses, and you take it down the mountain. And it's like things like that that I grew up around. Like we we shoot rabbits on our farm and like eat them for like lunch, and like it's like based like chicken. And so it's like it's a it's a very different lifestyle than being in LA. I tell you that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, like, 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 do your friends back home, like, that, that grew up with you, like, look at you like, hey, yo, you, 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 you didn't win soft. You, hey, you, you ain't the same as yeah. you used to be. You, if, you're not if, I, if I didn't play in the NFL, they'd probably be saying that. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you ever go back and like, and like go shoot elk or rabbits or anything? I, I haven't been back. I haven't been back since I've left. Um. And maybe it's because, you know, that lifestyle has continued to lead me a little bit. I I changed, man. I realized that, hey, maybe this lifestyle isn't for me, uh, you know, going into the, you know, the hunting season and all that. But, hey, I'll still sit on a bucket on the ice and do some ice fishing. I'd recommend that for anybody. 
Um, so yeah, that's well, what I will get. I still that's that part still lives within me. If you if we ever get into like an apocalyptic situation, <laughs> you know you're gonna know how to take care of yourself. I see. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Living out in the woods, yeah. We set up a hut. I can get a fire going. We'll get it. We'll, we'll survive. You know, what's the song? Uh, There's a song, Country Boy Will Survive. It's, it stands true. It stands true. No question. No question. Are your parents and everybody, is your mom still out there? Yeah. Yeah. My mom's, my mom is like my support now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is she, is she, is she with you now? Or is she in she's, uh, Colorado? Oh, she's back in Colorado still. So she's still. At the farm? No, 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 no. So yeah, yeah. after I graduated, there was a divorce and kind okay, of okay, they split okay. ways. And now she's okay. in now she's in the civilized land with, with people <laughs> and there's in the neighborhood, <laughs> you know, out there. Yeah. So there's a place, Briggsdale, Colorado. That's where we lived. It was like a population 108. And so I didn't end up going to that school. I went to the town that was bigger, which was 4,000 right next to us. But out here is ranches, man. Like we had we had 80 acres, which sounds like a lot, but really it, it was in Colorado, it's just dirt. Um, and I mean, we're around thousands of acre ranches around us. And that, that's kind of the lifestyle that it was out there. So yeah. 108 people, you know, every single person, you got to know every single person. Yeah, exactly. I knew, I knew them. I knew the families. We kind of grew, we grew up together. We played all sports together. Like we played baseball together. Then we go into, you know, basketball, we go to track, football, wrestling. We did everything together. I knew everyone. We go over to each other's houses. Like it was that like typical small town, you know, vibe. Did y'all win any championships? Because I know you had like leagues, like leagues you went around and played yeah. everybody else. And no, our, our we had a group of studs for sure. Um, and I didn't keep playing baseball, but like that, that group went and played baseball and they won a bunch of championships. We didn't win any in football. We always only lost ever one game every year, and it was in the playoffs, unfortunately. I know, oh. I know. We it oh. would always be 11, 11 and 0, and then we get to the playoffs and we come up short. Um but hey, ended up working out for me. Still it, it worked out great for you. Well, <laughs> I got a trivia question for you. Ooh, trivia. Okay. Okay. This is football trivia. Okay. So a quick story about my football. I didn't start watching the NFL. Like I told you, I was going into business. Like that's, that's where my right. mind's at. Like I want to grow. I want to bring F like I want to bring impact to people um, in, a, in the way of building tools. Like I'm a builder. I've been building for my whole life. So I didn't start watching the NFL to my junior year of college when my coach is coming to me and is like, hey, like you might be able to play in the next level. I'm no, I'm the first guy from my school to ever go to the NFL. So I, I've never seen NFL scouts on campus. There's never been a pro day on my campus. I, this NFL thing is like a foreign like entity. Like I have, I don't even know what the heck's going on. I grew up watching bull riding. Like Chris Shivers, look him <laughs> up. He was my, he was the guy I was looking up to, man. This guy was a world champion bull rider. I want to be, a, yeah. So I was in a whole different world. So we'll see, we'll see if I can handle some NFL trivia. Okay, okay. Chris Shivers. I'm gonna have to look that guy up. <laughs> Who's that's a trivia question? Who's who did Austin Eckler idolize growing up? Right, right. Chris Shivers. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> On Sunday, you became the fourth player in the Super Bowl era with 30 plus rushing touchdowns and 30 plus receiving touchdowns. Who are the other three? Mm. 30 rushing and 30 receiving. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, are any of those still actively playing? None actively playing. Oh, than... God. Oh, God. Hmm. One of them is was, Emmett uh... Smith one of them? No, he's not. Good, wow. good guess, though. Wow. Barry Sanders? No, sir. He wow. is not. Wow. I'm trying to think of guys about to caught the ball. <laughs> yeah, there, there were some great running backs that, that ran it well and caught it well. Yeah. 
Um, Trying to think about, of a hint I can give you. What about Priest Holmes? No, sir. Is Adrian Peterson one? No, sir. Oh, Elkinson. No, but they played on the same. Well, he played for the same organization as Eric Dickerson did. One oh of God. them. Did. Uh, okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to help me out, man. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, greatest show on turf. Hey, I need you to know that one. Hold, hold. I've heard it before. Oh, uh, you've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I just told you, damn it. Chris Shivers, bro. Marshall <laughs> Falk. Marshall oh, Falk Marshall Falk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know who Marshall Falk is. That's who you're saying. Yeah, played on the same team. Played for the Rams. Yeah. Great, greatest show on turf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting exposed Brian, here. All right. Who's the next one? Brian Westbrook. Brian. Okay. Uh, Seahawks, right? No, Eagles. Oh, Eagles. Okay. Wait, I think I played with him in 2007 Madden way back in the day. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> yeah, you go. There and go. he was a great receiving. Uh, back okay. in running back and James Brooks. So that one I would wouldn't expect you to get, but Marshall Falk, I thought you had a shot at. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having faith in me, man. Thanks. I, I just be- try to believe in you. <laughs> I, I gave you the backstory of where I'm from, man. I'm out you know, killing elk in the in the fall. You know that's what we're doing. That's I wasn't watching football <laughs> during the 2000s. You were you were climbing up the mountain, <laughs> killing elk, <laughs> cleaning it. Oh man, oh, different life, man. Different lifestyle. That's definitely a different life. Well, I appreciate you joining me, brother. If you got any questions for me, I'm all ears. But otherwise, I know it's it's your off day. You got to get some rest. Y'all got a big game coming up. So I don't want to hold you up too much. Awesome. Keep crushing it, Sherman. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. All love. Awesome. All right, bro. Volume. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 